Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of the Huskies Howl. And we're getting closer and closer and closer. And I love to say that every episode is that May 31st is rapidly approaching. Only 47 days until opening pitch at the Wade. And when someone says count your hours, I'm certainly doing that. It's 1,128 hours until Duluth plays baseball again in the Northwoods League. That opener against Waterloo is going to be quite something. And again, my name is Zach Linfield. I'll be one of your play-by-play broadcasters and public address announcer this season. And it sounds like I may be the public address announcer for the first game for opening day. So I'll be happy for those of you who are coming to the wait on opening day to welcome the Toskies back. So I'm super excited to do that. And today, hence the episode name, Jacks of All Trades, we have two South Dakota State Jackrabbits on the podcast today. And we're going to interview them, Eli Sundquist first and Ryan McDonald second. Eli is a talented pitcher. He started a couple games last year for SDSU as a freshman, and now in his redshirt freshman season, because of the COVID rules with eligibility in the NCAA, he maintained his eligibility as a freshman, hence the redshirt in front of the freshman. Talented pitcher, started a couple games last year for SDSU, and was truly a budding, shining star on the mound, and now he's been moved to the bullpen. So a bit of an adjusted role for Eli, but he's doing some great things out there at South Dakota State. The second guest this afternoon will be Ryan McDonald. Ryan can split time behind the plate and also in the outfield. And one of the main things about Ryan is that his bat is incredible. We hear a lot about him and his bat and Eli and on the mound during both interviews. So without further ado, the first guest on the podcast today is South Dakota State's Eli Sundquist, a Minnesota native. South Dakota State Jackrabbit. Eli Sundquist is with me today, and it's nice to have a fellow pitcher to come on the podcast. And Eli, how are you doing? I'm doing good. As of the the date of this recording, it's April 12th, so we're getting there with another episode coming out soon. But I watched your doubleheader yesterday, and you guys looked pretty good. Um, Could you speak on just how the season's going real quick? Because you guys did take two from Nebraska-Omaha, and Mike Bove, who will be one of your teammates here in the summer. Yeah, I mean, we've been kind of off and on this season we've played some really tough teams but now that we've started conference I think we're kind of getting our step in and just getting ready to hopefully make the tournament this year and yeah but playing Omaha this weekend it was tough they took two Saturday from us we should have won that first one but just slipped away not enough runs but Mm -hmm. came back out next day and Beat them twice. Felt good. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you had a couple of starts last year, and then it got shortened because of COVID. You made eight appearances, and you started two games. You were pretty much a standout, Eli. You were 3-1. and one. I mean, probably not the ERA that you were looking for, but I believe you ended up coming out of the bullpen for a couple of games, and you know that can mess up with your ERA. But now it seems like you're pretty exclusive out of the bullpen. How does that change for you feel? Um. I mean, I don't really think about it that much. I mean, last year it was nice to get a couple starts in because team, we were struggling with pitching a lot last year. Didn't Guys were hurt and needed someone to fill in. So I did my best starting. And then this year I kind of took the role of the closer and I'm starting more, just getting ready at the end of the games to hopefully seal the deal on a victory. 
And you guys had a walk-off winner uh, yesterday, the, the second game. And you said that you were warming up in the bullpen for that. And now, emotionally-wise, for you and your team, what's it like to be kind of standing out there, you know, getting the arm loose and ready, and then all of a sudden the game has just ended? You know, I'm kind of glad we ended it right away, but I would have been ready either way. I know my team needed me to be out there, and they put their trust in me to come into that game. And if things got worse or if it, we happened to tie there, I was going in the top of the 10th. And hopefully if we went into bottom of the 10th, we would have sealed it right there. But overall, I would have been ready. Arm felt great. And I was just locked in. And now you are a, a freshman. I believe you're a redshirt freshman because you had your the COVID season last year and you maintained your eligibility as the class that you were. What was it like for you to have the season just, you know, ended? All of a sudden last year, the season just said, no, we're not playing anymore. And then now, of course, this year we're playing baseball. So what was it like for you to have your season ended and then again revamp it this year? Yeah. At first, it was just pretty – it was pretty weird. Like, we were on the road traveling. We were about to start our first conference game. And then all of a sudden, we just get a phone call. NCAA is shutting everyone down, and everyone's spirits just kind of got dumped there, and no one really knew what to do, and everyone was just kind of in shock. But, I mean, now that we're picking up again, I think I it helped me a little bit to get my feet in the water a little bit last year, see how everything worked. Mm -hmm. But I think now that helped me a lot coming into this year just a little bit. So, yeah. Now, you're from Minnesota, you're from Chisholm, and then you decided on South Dakota State University, and where did that decision come from? Were you heavily scouted by those guys, heavily recruited, or was there just like a, a variety of schools and you were like, I think this best fits me academically? What made you pick South Dakota State? Well, to be honest, there, I wasn't committed anywhere at the end of my senior year, and I got selected for this um, – Minnesota All-Star game down uh, – I can't remember where, but, yeah. So, I threw five innings down there in the All-Star game, and I did pretty good. And one of my – or a teammate now was there watching, uh, John Baker from Cloquet. He was there watching, and there was a SDSU scout there watching Adam Mazur, our pitcher now. And they were just talking mm -hmm. and like, wow, this kid, this kid can really pitch. They're looking to see where I signed or anything. And book was, the book was empty on the sheet. And I got a phone call a week later asking if I wanted to come down and play for them. So I'm pretty, pretty blessed I got this opportunity to come down here. Yeah, that's quite a bit of an interesting story because you. I mean, I guess South Dakota State could be considered partly Midwest, more of more of a plain state. But you also have a Duluth Huskies teammate there, Ryan McDonald. Yep. Is that a, like a friendship between you and Ryan that you guys can see? Like, a, I know you're a pitcher and he's a, a catcher, I believe. Yeah. But um, you know, catchers and pitchers automatically kind of have a bond. Is that something that you guys kind of talked about when you guys were talking about the Huskies? Oh, because. Mm -hmm. Now you guys get to move there together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Me and when I found out me and Mac were going there, I was I was pretty excited. 
because he was he's one of my favorite catchers on the team and he just he's really good at what he does and it's so fun catching or pitching to him he's just overall just a good guy and when you're up there on the mound you're 6'1 185 so you've got a bit of size but what's that some things that you think you do well when you're on the mound that you bring to Duluth if you had a couple of things let's say three attributes uh can be anything that you think fans should know about you when you get up there on the mound um, first, I, I'd probably say I mix my pitches pretty well. So mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of, uh, movement per se for my fastball. I mean, it does cut a little bit, but so a big thing for me is I have to change, um, change looks. So I have to either throw a fastball high, fastball down. So that sets up. Mm-hmm. Sets up my big breaking ball. That'd be my second attribute. I got a pretty good twelve six curveball that just starts super high and somehow just finds the strike zone. <laughs> and then, is that just one of those things that you worked on over time? Like at first, it had a little break, or was that not the first curveball that you tried? Because I remember playing baseball, and the my pitching coach always tried to mess with my curveball a bit. So I guess that's an interesting question for you is, is that the first curveball that you uh, learned? No, this is, it's probably my second or third. I started off, pro- I had one that was more of a slide curve. It didn't have a lot mm-hmm. of break down movement to it. And then when I got here, I was mixing or messing around with some grips and everything. And I just found one I threw really sharp and just broke very good. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're, you're so close to home when you're in Minnesota from Duluth. And you mentioned before we started on the podcast is that you've been to quite a few Huskies mm-hmm. games. So what's it like for you to, you know, come home rather uh, to come play for the Huskies? Yeah, this, this is just such a blessing and an honor. I mean, just being able to play for them and watching them growing up and everything playing at Wade. It's just, oh, it's going to be so fun. I can't wait for the summer. <laughs> what were the conversations like between either you and Coach Pointer or you and Greg Culver when discussing, you know, if you wanted to come here? Um, I mean, we had some brief talks, and they were pretty pumped to have me, too, and I was, I was looking forward to coming down. So, I mean, I think I'm just – once our season's over, I think I'm going to take probably a week break and then head down – up to Duluth and just, like you said, come back home. Mm-hmm. And uh, I see in your player profile, you got a couple of things that you like to do in your downtime when maybe you said that week off, you'll come home and you'll try and have a bit of fun. What are some of the things that you like to do when you're, when you're not on the diamond? Yeah. So I like to hunt and fish a lot. So I'll probably go fishing with my brothers or maybe fish with my dad a little bit mm-hmm. or, I'll probably play some golf when I get back home. Yeah. Okay. Even though you're a pitcher, you're saying that you got quite the oh, golf yeah. swing. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you didn't play golf in high school, though. You played baseball, basketball, yeah. football, um, all at Chisholm. What do you think being a multi-sport athlete contributes to being, you know, a college athlete now? Do you think that's something that mentally prepared you for situations like oh, this? Yeah, definitely. I mean – just being a three-sport athlete, I mean, it's 
it's nothing easy because a lot of times there's teammates, everyone's looking for someone to be a leader and someone has to step up and you just got to be ready for those big moments. And in high school, I didn't really, I didn't have a lot of big moments, but definitely the pressure in high school really helped a lot to calm my nerve down in college coming into these big innings just to remember to relax and breathe and everything. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Something big for you. So now you, you come back to Duluth, you should have a really good time, but then we kind of have to define your role. What do you think is going to be like yourself here in the summer? Are you, do you think you're going to be a bullpen guy or do you see yourself maybe getting a couple of starts here and there? Because last year you got two starts out of eight appearances and this year you have no starts out of eight appearances. Do you see yourself truly being just a, a solid bullpen guy now? I mean, I honestly, I'd do anything. I mean, right now I at SDSU, bullpen is my job because, I mean, we got four pitcher, four starters right now that are just doing really well. But down in Duluth, I mean, I wouldn't turn down a start. I'd be open-minded to starting a game for them. So, okay, yeah. And now you're you're certainly used to the weather. I've talked to pretty much every person so far that pretty much talked to is not from Minnesota and they do not like the cold. Is the cold something that you're just, you know, used to at this point? I mean, you play in South Dakota state and you know, you're still in South Dakota, so it's not like it's any colder. Right. Weather. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, I'm I'm pretty much used to the cold by now. I've had a lot of cold experiences back home, some negative 40 degree weather wind blowing Mm -hmm. school getting canceled and everything is yeah it's it's gotten pretty cold and now i obviously understand that you're playing for the huskies this year but that means you've probably been to a couple of games where you know you've seen other teams play you've probably been there for a couple of huskies losses i'm not sure how many games you've been to but if you've had to pick one other team to play for in the northwoods league it can be any team um, you wanted to play in the Northwoods League, according to the, the cool um, 101.7 article. So you said you just wanted to play in the Northwoods League. Is there another team that you would have played for if they would have reached out if the Huskies didn't exist? Um, uh, that's a tough one. I mean, probably isn't there a team in Fargo or Bismarck? Fargo. Yeah, there's a team in uh, – Bismarck, yeah, the Larks. I, I think I would have went to probably Bismarck because I know we got our first baseman slash pitcher, Drew Beasley's going there this summer. So I think mm-hmm. I probably would have went to Bismarck. Okay. And then, I mean, this is going to be a pretty quick interview because I, I already know a lot about you and it seems like you're at least confident enough to be on All the right. mound. And we'll get to know each other a heck of a lot more moving into the summer. That way I'll be able to come pretty well. Definitely. The one question I've asked everybody, what's one team that you want to beat the most? You got the pick of the crop from the Northwoods League, and you get to pick one team to either get a start. You get, let's say you're a closer in Duluth. You get to close against one team, you know, and you get the chance to win the game. Who are you pitching against? I mean, I'd, I'd probably have to go back to Bismarck for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah? 
if you get to strike out your oh. buddy Beasley at, at the uh, ninth oh, inning yeah. of the ball game. Oh, every pitch is breaking ball right at him. Won't be. Yeah. <laughs> so I got. Uh, let me ask yeah. you one more question yeah. then, since you you may end up pitching against right. him. I mean, yeah. you may. Um, we play Bismarck in the second series of the season. I believe that'll be June second and third. We have to go from the opening day series over to Bismarck, which is like an eight-hour yeah. bus ride. Um, let's just say you get the chance to pitch against him in the ninth inning. Would you use your own scouting report on him? Would you just give him a steady dose of breaking balls? Because I, if I were him and you just threw me breaking balls and I knew I didn't like breaking balls, I'd, I'd probably send you a text after the game and say, hey, what the heck, man? Yeah, I mean, I d- – Beasley in the fall, I think it was, I it was either this year or my freshman year. I, I mean, that was back when my velo was pretty down, and I'd try throwing fastballs to him, and he'd hit them out every time during scrimmages, and I'd just get so pissed off, and I, <laughs> so then I just started throwing a breaking ball after breaking ball, and. Yeah, no. he, he doesn't like that. So that, well, we'll make sure that we put yeah. that in the scouting report. That's yep, Coach Pointer, huh? Breaking balls. <laughs> well, Eli, I definitely thank you for coming on, taking the time out of what's a school day at least yeah. for us. Congrats on the two wins yesterday. Um, hopefully SDSU keeps that stream up, so I will be able to to catch an inning or two of you throwing here before you come out to Duluth. Yeah, definitely. And. Uh, enjoy the rest of your semester, my man. And this episode will be up pretty soon. Hopefully, Huskies fans enjoyed this one listening to you because truly I and all the fans do expect big things out of you when you come up and play for pretty much your childhood team. So thank you again. For oh, yeah, time, no man. problem. Anytime. A dream, says Eli Sundquist of South Dakota State. And that's truly what it is for him. He's grown up going to games at the Wade, and now it's his time to step into the uniform and the cleats and show what he's got from the mound in plenty of games this season for the Duluth Huskies. And it's going to be very interesting when fans are able to return to the Wade. We've talked about it on plenty of episodes now, that the fans are going to be welcomed back in specialized seat sections that Greg Culver has set up for Husky fans. And I'm not sure the exact capacity, but it sounds like it's going to be quite a few for Husky fans that will be out there. And as your reminder, tickets go on sale May 4th. So may the 4th be with you. Remember that for Star Wars fans out there, that May 4th is the first day that you can buy your Huskies tickets. And I'm going to say this, from the expectations that the organization has fan-wise, these tickets are going to sell out fast. This is an extremely talented team, and a lot of people may be overlooking the fact that the Huskies did not play last year. So it's hard to kind of gouge the talent that will be on on the field this year at the Wade, but trust me. From looking at these guys' stats, from looking at their backgrounds, this is going to be one hard-nosed baseball team that you guys will not want to miss every day when they're at home at the Wade. So now it's time for the crossover. We're going to Ryan McDonald, also a Jackrabbit from South Dakota State. We're going to learn who he is, what position he'll play, and the role that he feels that he will fit in with with the Huskies. And also, he will be traveling with friend Eli Sundquist. Without further ado, the second guest, Ryan McDonald. The second SDSU Jackrabbit to join me on the episode, along with Eli Sundquist, is Ryan McDonald. And Ryan, thank you for taking the time out of your day today to come on, and uh, how are you doing? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Uh, thanks for having me, Zach. Yeah, absolutely. We're looking forward to getting you two South Dakota State guys up to Duluth. Of course, you guys are both from Minnesota. So what's it like for you to, you know, play in the same state that you're from? You get to come up to Duluth, have a great time, but also it's the same state. I understand you're not necessarily from the area of Duluth, but you're also from Minnesota. Um, Yeah, and it's like I've growing up, I've always known like what the Northwoods League is and there's been you know, a couple teams that I've seen their games and been around um, the league. So, you know, it's really cool to get get affiliated with into that league and being uh, in an area that I'm fairly familiar with. I know I've been up to Duluth several times growing up, so it's a lot of fun. Great place. And so this this weather for sure isn't anything new to you. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Right now, yeah. Uh, April and it's 40 degrees is normal. So I guess for someone who, who lives in Michigan, so I know a bit about the cold in the spring, what's it like up there in Duluth? Have you been there in the spring? How cold does it get, you know, when we have the opening pitch in late May? What, what do we expect weather-wise? Um, I mean, it'll just be uh, – I think it'll be a fairly cool summer night, you know. Uh, late May, usually – it might be a little different around Lake Superior, but um, around the Twin Cities, it's usually, you know – mid 60s sometimes into the 70s around that time of year so it won't be too bad but it'll be a little chilly for a lot of people and then your move from Minneapolis down to South Dakota State University what was your recruiting process like was there other schools that were interested in you and something just really stuck out about SDSU um so yeah I guess a lot of the schools that were recruiting me out of high school were um in the state of Minnesota a lot of a lot of schools like um, St. Cloud State or uh, St. Thomas and even Minnesota Duluth was recruiting me pretty heavily. Um, and then South Dakota State reached out to me my senior year um, and, you know, it took off from there. Went on a visit, really liked the campus, really liked the coaches. Um, so, yeah, that was where I, where I ended up. Now, a little bit more about you at the school. Um, your teammate with another Husky, we mentioned that a little bit earlier. Eli Sunquist is one of your good friends, and you guys are moving up to Duluth together. He's more from the Duluth area, so he may be able to show you a thing or two about, uh, I don't know if you're a hunter, but fishing and uh, all the other things that he likes to do up there. What's it like to have someone that may be pitching to you move up to Duluth with you? Uh, yeah, it'll be great having being there with Eli and just having somebody that I, I know and I'm really comfortable with to be there with me. Um, it's a lot of fun. He's obviously a great pitcher. So hopefully we can uh, do good things on the field and have fun off the field. Now you play behind the plate a lot of the time. That's your primary position. We talked before the podcast and you also split time in the outfield. Do you feel you're stronger as a catcher than when you're out in the grass? Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm a little bit better at catcher. Um, outfield was kind of just a little, not necessarily experiment that my uh, coaches and team put me through, but they were just wanted to, uh, it was more just to get my bat in the lineup rather than anything. Cause we have another really good catcher on our team. Mm -hmm. So if we can split time behind the plate and then when I'm not catching, I can go out to the outfield. And so when you, when you talk about this little experiment, was that something that started here in college or was that later in high school where a coach was just like, Hey, we need this kid's bat in the lineup. Let's just throw him out in right field. Um, yeah. So it, it actually kind of happened the summer after my freshman year of college. 
I was playing summer ball in a league and just so happened that for one of our road trips, one of our outfielders got hurt and I was just sitting there on the bench and coach said, Hey, uh, do you know how to play outfield? And I was like, well, sure. I can try. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, sent me out there and then made a couple good plays. And, uh, my coaches at school found out and then they thought they'd try me out. So it truly was an experiment. They get, the kid just got hurt. All of a sudden you're in the outfield playing and you make a couple of plays. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Um, I played infield and catcher all through high school, so never played in the outfield. Oh, wow. What did you play in the infield? Is that, is that was that a first base, third base? Because I know a lot of catchers also have experience playing at the corners. Yeah, a lot of a lot of third base, um, even a little bit of middle infield. I played quite a bit at second base as well. But yeah. Now I know you you don't know your exact defined role while you're with the Huskies, but. If you had to throw out some expectations and assume for a second, where do you think you'll be playing the most? Do you think you will still split time at catcher outfield, kind of depending on what the bats look like for the Huskies? Um, I think most of the time with the Huskies, I'll be a primary catcher. Um, if they need me in the outfield, then I'd be more than happy to go play out there. But I think for the most part, I'll be just a catcher. And have you been in contact with Mr. Culver and Marcus Pointer about, you know, what – what your role may be this season, the expectations from you and maybe even the team. I know you guys haven't had probably a team meeting yet, but at least talk to those two guys because they've seemed really transparent about what the plans are for the Huskies in the summer. Um, yeah, I've talked a little bit with Marcus Pointer. And, um, yeah, I think he's just kind of in the same boat as me as far as me just primarily being a catcher and then playing wherever is necessary if needed. And from – from your skill set, let's just say you need you have something to work on from right now at SCSU. Your season ends and you're like, I don't like this one attribute that I showed this season. What's that one thing right now that you would look forward to, you know, tweaking and improving on during your time in Duluth? Um, I think one of these things that I'll be working on over the summer is just my um, – you know, I think sometimes I get caught up into like, oh, I should have swung at that pitch and oh, I should not have swung at that pitch and stuff like that. And just really trying to solidify my approach and what I'm looking for when I'm up to bat. Now, is there anything defensively that you think you could work on as well? Um, Yeah, I think something big with um, summer ball and catchers is uh, pitch calling. You know, typically in the summer, the coaches let the catchers do the pitch calling. And it's a, it's a tough skill. It's hard to manage a game, but I think it's something that I really need to work on and uh, really get better at knowing what pitch I want and knowing what the batter's trying to do and how to defend against that. Now let's go back to your time before SDSU for a quick minute. You were quite the talented baseball player in high school. I see your bio. It looks really darn good. You were named to the Minnesota State High School Baseball Coaches Association for a Allstate team, which is, you know, no little feat in itself. And you batted almost 500. So would you say batting is more of your main attribute than playing in the field? Um, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. And I think that kind of shows, like, why my coaches would want to just try me out in the outfield. And, uh, yeah, so they can make sure my bat's in the lineup. Now, I know when you're up in Duluth, you probably won't have much time to do a lot of different activities. And especially with COVID, a lot of the things are probably going to be a bit limited, but let's just say COVID willing, everything's open. 
besides playing baseball for the Huskies, what's one thing that you look forward to doing in Duluth, or do you not know? Is there something that you just are looking forward to doing while you're up in the north? Um, yeah, I mean, I know the whole Lake Superior area and North Shore is a really cool place, and I've been there before growing up. And I think one thing that I'd like to do if I could get away for a day, like say we have an off day or a morning off, is if I could get out and go fishing. I know my family a lot of time goes up to the Boundary Waters canoe area, even farther north than Duluth. And uh, it's really pretty country, a lot of great fishing. And the, the, the main aspect of that is there's no motors allowed in those lakes. So it's only canoes and it's just nice and quiet. Wow. Okay. Well, catch me taking notes over here because I have no clue what it's like up there in, in Duluth because I need a couple of things to do while I'm up there too. Yeah, the, the Boundary Waters are probably another hour or two north of Duluth and just up into the woods. It's really cool. And that's completely in the U.S. It's not in Canada. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but it is for sure mostly in Minnesota. <laughs> there might be there might be pieces in Canada. Problem. Yeah, if you don't need your passport, it sounds like we're going to be all right because crossing the border is going to be quite a difficulty in the summer, and especially with Thunder Bay now dropping out of the Northwoods, it's not the greatest look. But with Coach Pointer, of course he works with pitchers, but that may mean that he has a high expectation for his catchers as well. What do you think he may talk to you about when you get there defensively? Because obviously we talked about offense. You may need to work on your approach a bit better when you come to Duluth, and that seems like something that will be good for you to work on. I, I haven't seen you play. I tried to catch your games on Sunday, but if you did play, I, I might have missed you for a bit. But what's one thing that you think he'll work on with you and defensively-wise? I think defensively being a catcher, one of the biggest things is making sure that um, your pitching staff is comfortable throwing to you. So whether that's receiving pitches or making sure that you keep the ball in front of you, blocking it well. And then also it can go into throwing runners out and just letting your pitchers know that you have their back and you're going to help them out. You're going to do whatever you can to make sure that they are successful. And then about the Huskies, we briefly talked about your recruiting process with you. And now there's quite an interesting process when you're going to the Northwoods League. What was the recruiting process like for you at the Huskies? And did that include your college as well? You still there? Yeah. Okay, I lost connection for a little bit. Okay, uh, I, I guess the reverse for a little bit. I'll take a, I'll take a step back for you. And the question that I proposed to you is, what was the recruiting process like for the Huskies? Was it similar to what happened with your school and that someone saw you and was like, we got to recruit this kid? Or did someone reach out to you and say, hey, are you interested? Because this is truly a, a unique recruiting process that was even new to me when I found out about the, the Huskies in the Northwoods League. Um, yeah, so... Um... One of the coaches here at SDSU was the one of the assistant coaches for the St. Cloud Rocks the previous couple of years. So mm -hmm. he reached out and he was the main recruiting force for me to get into the Northwoods League and to play for Duluth is um, um, I'm, I'm sure I don't know exactly, but I'm sure um, Coach Miklos, my coach at SDSU and um Coach Pointer were have have known each other and are friends or something along those lines, or even at the very least, just mm -hmm. acquaintances and other coaches. 
So Coach Pointer was looking for players, and he reached out to Coach Miklos and um, told him about Eli and myself, and then it went from there. Huh, interesting. And now, obviously, you're here. We're glad to have you here. And there's a lot of teams that we're all looking forward to playing, and I think Eli and the rest of the Huskies the same question. And this is to uh, conclude our interview, and it's what's one team that you look forward to playing against the most? Let's say it's the bottom of the ninth, to hit a walk-off and beat one team in the Northwoods League, what team is it? Well, I think that that team would probably be uh, the Bismarck Larks because um, I think there's going to be three of my teammates playing for them this summer, including my roommate, probably my best friend here at college. Oh, no way. So, you know, if I had to beat one team like that, it would have to be them. What's your roommate's name? So we can do a little bit of digging. Uh, Drew Beasley. Oh, okay. That's the guy that uh, that's the guy that Eli gave us the name of too. So that's that's really awesome. You guys are roommates, and you strike. Uh, you're not a pitcher. You'll the uh, beat Drew after the game. Go talk to him and say, "Hey, the Huskies are the better squad." But hey, Ryan, I appreciate you coming on. Sorry about the connection issues. It may have been my phone, may have been yours. Who knows? But uh, I'm really glad I was able to have you come on and. Thank you to both the SDSU guys for chilling with me. Yeah, thanks for having me, Zach. It's a lot of fun. Yep, I appreciate you, and I look forward to meeting you in the summer. For sure. Great to hear from both guys from South Dakota State. And truly, although their record may not show for it in the spring season at their school, it is a talented team. And I truly believe that we have their two most talented guys coming to play in the Northland for Duluth. And it's really interesting. You're going to see this a lot that friends will play against friends. And Ryan's roommate will be in Bismarck, the team that we play on June 2nd and 3rd over there in North Dakota. And it's going to be like a fun rivalry, although competitive. It'll be a good time for those guys to catch up and talk about how their school season went, how their season's going with their collegiate teams in the summer. But that'll do it for episode eight. I'm glad you guys could tune in with this episode. There's plenty of episodes still coming. Next episode, it should be the Stanislaus State guys, that'll be a couple of fun athletes to get onto the pod and we'll hopefully start getting messages out to you guys soon. Messages regarding you guys sending in voice messages that will be heard on the podcast, asking me questions about the season, myself, or what the expectations are for the boys, and we'll be figuring that out all so soon. So thank you again. From Zach Linfield signing off, Rollskies.